And now for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to This Old Marketing, proudly brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And that's right, business professionals. I'm Robert Rose, and welcome to episode number 407, our wonderful yearly year-end predictions episode. That's right, for Friday, December 22nd, 2023. And with me, as always, is my pal, my colleague, and, well, I think a guy who had a better 2023 than the most of us. Mr. Joe Polizzi. I think we I think we both had solid 23s. No. What was no, your no. <laughs> no 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 no. Did you what was your Personally, biggest learning? Was, I'm going to throw this this is out of left okay. field. What was your biggest okay. learning this year? Uh what's the, the thing uh, that really impacted you that made you think differently? Maybe change your mind about something. Maybe the effectiveness of a Barbie movie or <laughs> the, Barbenheimer, the, if you the, will. The, 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 the influence of a Barbenheimer movie on my pipeline. How about that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, in fact, the influence of just about everything on my pipeline. Yeah. For, yeah well, it's, we talked about this, but what was really interesting in 23 was the number of our consultant friends that – had a rougher year because uh, so much of that marketing consulting stuff seemed to be put on hold. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it was, as I've been saying, anybody in the business of change this year was sitting on the sideline like Rudy waiting to get his name called to get in the game. It just never. The Come on, coach. Let came. him in. Come yeah. on, coach. Yeah. It was I love like, the end of, end of that movie. It's I know. So good. And I then know. he, and then he sacks the guy at, Sacks yeah, at the end of the game, it's so and they're perfect. chanting his name. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, you know, it's funny. I know this is our predictions episode, and it's 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 been quickly becoming my least favorite episode. Oh, because really, I'm always wrong. Well, I, that's I feel <laughs> like I feel like no, and I'm going to say it again. I feel really okay. good about these predictions. Yeah, but I already know that they're that next probably year. going to be wrong. Yeah. Well, I have a couple this year that if if I, if I am wrong, uh, I, you know, it's going to make for a really bad end of next year. So, and yeah. I haven't looked. I looked at yours a while ago because we were going to do this predictions episode sooner, and we just ended up that's right putting it off because we did the predictions review episode, which we'll put in the show notes, which is a fantastic yeah. episode of you and I talking about how wrong we are about so many things well, in marketing. Yeah, I gave I think if I remember correctly we both sort of got a B like a B minus or a B, B. Mi- I think a B minus we had a couple <clears throat> A pluses in there that were like yeah. uh, you know gimmies but I still you know a- Apple still hasn't purchased Disney. No, that's true. Which is which by the way which is always a <laughs> it's always one that I put in the lineup, but I didn't this year because <laughs> I don't want to be wrong anymore. It'll happen sometime in the in the future, but just not next year. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just not it's just not going to happen, right? That's the one prediction that we can make every single year that you say it's going to happen. I'm saying it's I cannot not wait. Happen. I ca- I cannot wait because I'm gonna I'm gonna fly you to Cleveland and I'm going to watch you eat crow when. That happens. Yes. Well, we Apple have a does. steak dinner bet on it. So, so 
you know. It, but the problem it, is we've never set the date. No, you've <laughs> never set the date. That's that's the that's, that's let's be really clear here. You've never set the date. So <laughs> for a strategic reason. There's for strategic reason why I have not set a date. <laughs> and uh anyways, but yeah, um so we uh I don't know, we should probably get right yeah, into it. Yeah, we'll with, get let's jump into special, it because yes, thank very goodness. Very special episode. Very special episode of Blossom for you uh here this week and and that is our predictions episode. And so the way it'll work as it does every year is that we'll switch off. Um try and get to about five predictions each. Uh, depending on where uh, where we fall time wise and our discussion about each of the predictions and all those kinds of things, so uh, w- ladies first, would you like to go first? Yes, I absolutely. Thank you for the honor. <clears throat> I, I yeah. was I was hoping you were going to give me the opportunity. And I yeah. I have five. Whether or not you allow me to share all five of my predictions, I have five predictions, and the first one is uh, is the one that I shared on the uh, Content Marketing Institute blog. Oh, boy. And again, we've talked about this before <laughs> on the show that uh, I was the only one of the 67 or so predictions that mentioned the word, which was print. <laughs> yes. And uh, and I'm very proud of that fact. Everybody was all AI, social media. I mean, come on. I, I'm 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 bringing I'm I'm making it real. I'm bringing out the print. And here's what I'm going to say. And I'm not going to read my uh CMI predictions post. I'm basically just saying print's going to have a good year. My specific prediction, which you asked for, you got, you know, we want to be as specific as possible with these things so we could be really, really wrong uh, in the future is I'm saying at least three major brands that you and I know will launch new shiny print publications. And when I say that, they're going to be recurring publications, I would say at least quarterly, and they will be set out through the post office. Uh, and that, and and I think that is going to happen in the year 2024. Uh, the quarterly custom magazine is going to be out in force. And my rationale for this, and then now you can pick it apart, is it is more difficult than we've ever thought could be possible to build an audience online outside of your your viral hits and whatnot. And we have this print channel and this this postal service that is at least i don't know what it does in california but in cleveland ohio they deliver six times a week and the quality of the publications through the print basically spam direct mail uh casino literature whatever you you seem to be getting these days uh, it's not it's not very valuable i think there's a huge opportunity in print uh because it's 100 percent deliverability and you can send specifically, uh, I like the loyalty method. I like sending it out to current customers. I don't know what these three major brands will do if they'll say, hey, we want to take a position around a certain topic or whether or not we want to focus on a loyalty-driven activity. I'm going to leave that up in the air, but I think that's going to happen in 2024. Hmm. What say you, Mr. Rose? Um, I 100% agree with you. Um, wow. You know, Yeah, well, and here's why. It, it'll lead, I will get to my first one here in just a moment, which is, directly uh intricately linked to what you just said but um you know i think from a marketing perspective i've been calling 2024 the year of brand um and we actually talked about it a little bit on the the last episode i think where where i talked about the the fact that with the trend of ai with the trends of social media which of course we'll talk about as well um with the trend of 
everything that's going on from a automation, technology, privacy, data, all those things. <clears throat> in many ways, right at the short term, I think this is a short term, so call it 2024, if you will, um, trend will be that the storyteller, the source of information will become even more important than perhaps even the story itself. In other words, who brings you the news, who brings mm -hmm. you feature articles, who brings you thought leadership, who brings you insight, who brings you entertainment, that brand level experience is going to become really important. And so I see companies really leaning into that. And print is of course, as you have predicted for many years, um, and I think that's a pretty safe prediction, by the way, the two, the glossy, you know, sort of things, because we even saw that this year start to happen. But yeah, I mean, we know that Amazon and Walmart have both doubled down with their catalog, yeah. but I haven't quite seen uh, the push. We've seen we've seen CDW continue on with their wonderful that's right. driven magazines in the in the ed tech and government tech markets. Uh, but I, I'd like to see some new and and. I really think that the problem is is that, is that I, I think a lot of chief marketing officers forget that they can actually market through print. Yeah, uh, well, I, when all I, this competition yeah. is around, there's so much competition online. I it it's 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 almost like um, I don't know how it is in in your in, in lovely Hollywood uh, where you <laughs> where you are around and where you drive in the wonderful wonderful traffic yeah. there. But yeah. in Cleveland, we have um, we've seen a resurgence of billboards. Over the past couple of years. Ah, interesting. And it's interesting, especially on the legal side. It's like everybody's got this gotcha billboard that seems to be working. So, okay, great. You you see this, you know, now and again. So you got outdoor working really well. I'm like, I just can't believe that we've forgotten that, that, wow, you, you can have uninterrupted lean back experience. I always say that, that the internet is built for lean forward, which means I have a question. I want an answer. I'm leaning sure. forward. I want that yep. information. Yeah. What I love about print, it's a lean back experience is I don't necessarily know what the questions are, but I'm going to lean back and have uh, this experience of, and, and maybe uh, come up with some questions because of the content that's in front of me. And that's why I like that. So, yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. And I, and I think, you know, the, I mean, the, one of the interesting trends that we've seen, sort of very much under the radar, I would say, is the technology is now at a place with print that you don't have to have these huge runs to make it That's right. uh, to make to make it cost effective, right? So we see uh, as a sales enablement, this is you know especially true in B2 B where we see glossy uh, thought leadership magazine or or some sort of print piece, not necessarily catalog, but a content marketing oriented piece be used with exclusive distribution where quite literally the salespeople are the distribution method, right? right? They're just handing this thing out to customers or giving it away at their conference or giving it away at their, uh, at, at other conferences where they're, you know, where they're paying for a booth or something like that. And it becomes much more of a conversation starter for sales and you don't have to run 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 copies of it to make it cost effective. You can literally run yeah. a few hundred um, and, and do it and do print on demand now. And it's, it's, uh, yeah. 
which, you know, which has been, yeah. Very, the, yeah, the variable printing of that has been happening for years. If you look at anything in distribution, where you, let's say you have a Lennox selling their air conditioning equipment, but they, they will then, the, the, the local uh, distributor gets the names and set directly to the, to the homeowner in that location. Automotive has done that forever, right? I, I get a Mazda magazine, but that the Mazda magazine is coming not from Mazda corporate, even though all the content is created corporately, it's coming from yeah. the, the local Mazda dealership. So um, that anyways. So there we yeah. go. And, and yeah. but I do like the fact that you're right. It is much, much less expensive, but there's still a moat. There's still, it's like anybody can do a podcast. Anyone can put out a video. It's almost free to do that with, um, you know, millions of people. But if you want to do a little bit more, there is the expense of the post officers, the expense of the design and the editorial and the printing. It's a little bit more that you have to give than just throwing it up online. And I think that moat presents an opportunity. So yeah, it's the it's well, it's the distribution, right? That's yeah. that's that's where you get creative is in your distribution of how you get this thing into people's hands. Because All once right. you do get into people's <clears throat> hands, it's good. You you're you're I've been taking too much with my Wonderful first prediction. I want to hear yours, Mr. Robert. What what do you have? (laughs) (laughs) I only had I only had three and a half cups of coffee today. So my yeah, I'm I'm yeah, you're you're working through it. Is the best I got. Yeah, you're working through it. You're working through it. Okay, well, (laughs) it's 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 a related one. Um, and it's as I said, I'm actually skipping down because um, this was actually my third prediction, but. I'm going to make it now my first because it's so related in the topic, uh, which is brands in 24 go all in on owned media um, and especially video and especially events. And I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that, which is related to that idea of the brand sort of going, going in on brand and the source. um, I think we see a few pointed trends that are all pointing in the same direction of owned media, which is the continued rise of influencer uh, and subject matter expertise in terms of surfacing real humans as terms of the, the, the insight and entertainment and thought leadership and education. But I also see the idea of publications, digital and print, uh, and especially events with events coming back in a big way, in a physical sense, but also not necessarily declining. In other words, the comeback of dig, uh, of physical has not cannibalized the recent uh, growth in digital. So now it seems to be a little bit of both. Um, we can see, you know, for example, we've seen our uh, 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 clients like Salesforce double. They're doubling down on events next year, right? So, you mean more than more than Dreamforce, Dreamforce connections. They're right now doing a world tour, so it's lots of smaller local events where they're doing like meetups and um, you know, and developers groups and marketing groups, and they're sort of building around these event oriented strategies, both and again, both digital and physical. Um, events, but it's going really all in on owned media with that sort of underpinning of as AI becomes a thing, and this will get later to my AI prediction, but the AI becomes a thing, advertising and optimizing paid media is going to get weird and messy and looking at social media, and I'll get to that prediction later, is going to be weird and messy. And so owned media becomes a way to optimize the experience at all parts of the 
the buyer's journey. So I just see it doubling down by smart companies and on owned media. And I know that's kind of broad, but but basically I'll make it specific by saying I see a real doubling down on events um, and uh, and video in terms of an owned media strategy, and that taking over from sort of the uh, the sort of mid funnel lead generation stuff that we've seen so much of, which means a new rise in purpose marketing, a new rise in building you know platforms. Um, you know, that we manage like products and of course, things like magazines and print magazines, et cetera. Well, I of course agree with you on the event side. Uh, I think that especially from a customer driven event scenario, we, we as brands need reasons to get together with our customers right. on an in-person exactly. basis. We're desperate for that. And you know what? They are too. So make the excuse for them to say, let's get together because they won't otherwise. It's, That's it's right. not going to happen. Um, it's so hard to get somebody on a phone these days, even on a Zoom call, everybody's so busy. Uh, so so, so make the gathering an educational networking gathering, make it fun. Uh, and you're going to see more of that. And that's why I asked about Dreamforce. With sale. We know that Dreamforce is again going to be an amazing event for them in uh, in 24. You've got HubSpot with Inbound. You're going to yep. continue to see these events happen. But I agree, you're seeing these smaller regional customer events. Uh, I know uh, Fisher Investments as well on the on the uh, financial side. Mm -hmm. They they have uh, roadshows all, all year long. Going to, they'll bring a couple of experts from their organization, and they'll get through, and they'll have a you know 50 or 75 people get together. Uh, for a luncheon. And just that type of thing is going to be powerful as well. Right. So I like that you brought up the event side. Yeah. Taking it local, basically taking, taking a local sort of a local owned media strategy, right? You know, so for, for a long time in advertising for national companies, the idea was, you know, your, what is your, you know, what is your, what is your national spend, right? Where do, what are you spending on sort of broadcast media or cable media or internet media on a, national basis and then we saw a trend of sort of local and hyper local where you could buy local markets in tv you can still do this by the way buy local markets in tv buy local markets on the internet buy local markets on in in even print um, kind of advertising i think we're going to see a localization of owned media where we where brands are going to spend money on localizing their owned media experiences and that comes in the form of mostly events very nice. I like it. Yeah. Uh, you want to do one more prediction before we pay the bills? Should we, sure. Should we do yeah, that? Yeah, let's definitely. Yeah, let's definitely uh, do one more. I will. I will continue on. Uh, I'll just continue. You. 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 You said I could go first, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna go first the whole time. Is that okay that's, with you? Yeah. That, yeah. That's okay. Have another cup of coffee. <laughs> enjoy yourself. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. <laughs> of course, I have to put a prediction yeah. on our favorite company that we probably talked about more than any other company. Oh God. Twenty three. Yeah, is is our our good friends at X. Yes, but with a twist. So here's my prediction. I want to get your take on it. Yeah, uh, X will see a huge advertising turnaround in 2024. Due oh, to good. The we fact disagree on. Oh, good. We disagree due, on. Due, this. Yeah, I, I, so yeah. here you go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Want, I want to see you challenge this. Due to the fact yeah. that I mean, most everyone has left, uh, but they, there is an opportunity to get more uh, for your money uh, because you you just have less competition on that platform. Oh, well, I don't disagree uh, with that. And, and yeah, yeah, but I but I think that you're going to see a lot of advertisers come back because of that. And it's going to be a story that's going to 
help kickstart not back to where we where they were before but you're going <laughs> you're going to see 24 that they will have increased advertising uh xwell in 24 over 23 you will see a bump up and you will see a lot of advertisers come back to that platform because there's an opportunity there uh, this is the one you're going to regret next year this is this is the one this is the one you're gonna you're gonna feel bad about nope. i mean look if you're the only one at a party yes there's more pizza for you i mean that's you know that's <laughs> that's you know yeah i get that um but you know, that doesn't mean that the party's any better let's be clear um yeah, I would say with your your prediction, and again, it tie, I'll I'll pull one of mine forward when we get to me, but um, that that speaks to this um, a, a little more, uh, <laughs> a little more. But the you just I just can't see it happening. I just can't see anybody wanting to expand their you know their their presence uh, on X unless something like huge happens like he sells off yeah. or he leaves or uh in some way has a complete trans uh transformation of the company i just can't see any of that well people have short memories year. about things and yeah but it's getting always, worse okay. it's not getting better it's not it's not like it's incrementally getting better i understand right now at the end of 23 that's that's what it is yeah so we're going into these are 24 predictions, not the end of 23 predictions. Understood. Remember the conversation we had about purpose and we talked about the fact that a lot of companies, they, they go all in on purpose when they're good financially. When you're doing well on revenues and profit, you see a lot of people double down on purpose. And when it's not going well, they're like, oh, I forget that whole plan. You know, we've got to make our numbers. Yes. I think you're going to see some of that happen for uh, 24 and Twitter X because of the fact that there's going to be an opportunity there. Somebody's going to test it out say, oh, okay, we got some good results there. You're going to see more of that happen. You think the, basically you think the inmates can run the asylum is what you're saying. You're I'm saying basically saying any, the, I'm only, you're saying that the advertisers gonna happen, are going to come back. It's going to happen. Yeah. I don't, you're, I can't, I, I don't know what, nobody knows what Elon's going to do in 24, right? That's, well, that's, a, wild that's a safe prediction. That is if, a safe prediction. If he kept his mouth shut, this is a, this for sure would happen. If he kept his mouth shut, there's still a very viable, uh, so influential audience on X. Over under on whether Elon can keep his mouth shut. I'll take the under on that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can't control Elon, obviously. I've, so I don't there's know. There's no one but, who can, it seems. Yeah. But there is, there, look it. I'll stand. I, all I can do is stand by my prediction. Okay. I, I, okay. I, 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 there we go. I applaud so, the oh. guts and I ridicule the stupidity. I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a dual. I'm a, we don't I'm, know. I'm saying, saying something about the duality of man with it that. It could um, be, it could be an incredible prediction. It could I'm, be. I'm banking it could, on it, it could be. Elon, just be quiet for like six months and you're going to see Joe an Wright. increase yes. in advertising. Yeah. You're going to see. I, the, hey, look, Lindy I actually Ocarino's do like. going to have a much easier time if you just shut your mouth. Yeah. I actually do like the idea of if some sort of weird consortium could come together from a paid media perspective and basically change the entire tone on, on, on X, uh, which is, I know what, not what you're saying, but, but it, but it, it is an intriguing idea of having sort of everybody go, you know what, let's just flood it with good stuff. And, 
obviously then it it they he can't control that right it's it's it, it but no it, that's it, not it gonna happen no. i don't think that i see where you're where you're going but i don't think it matters you you just have to make it so it's tolerable uh <laughs> and he and he doesn't say something where the cmo has to pull back like what what happened with what happened with elon around anti-semitism is a very serious thing <laughs> and you had a lot of brands a lot of the biggest brands in the world had they were forced to they had to it was a no-brainer to pull off the platform yeah. right because of what elon said and does if that's not if that didn't happen those brands would still be advertising yes and and marketers and brands they have short-term memories <laughs> It, if oh, if, if the audience is that's still there and X is still working, they will come back or yeah. different ones will fill the gap. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I've just come up with it. Just Not that I want it. it to happen. I, I don't want this to happen. Yeah. I, I've I, come up with I, an, I would, I would love to see, I would love to see the business just be done, but it does serve a, a purpose. I have a new ad campaign. You and I, aren't on it. I have a new ad campaign for, for Twitter or for yes. X. Basically come <laughs> sign up for X. We're tolerable. <laughs> I think that that would work just fine. We're tolerable. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Why it's not? like it's like Google's do no evil, right? We're tolerable. We're tolerable. Um, yeah, we suck we're not less. that bad. We're not that bad. We're not that, that bad. We're that not that be. bad. We're better than um, you think. Yeah. X, we're better than you think. Here's our media kit. That is correct. Okay. All right. Here's our media. Here's our media kit. Here's our media kit. That would be a great uh, line. This it is ain't good so fun. bad. Yeah, this is good fun. Okay. Um, okay, so here's mine, which is also related. I'm going to pull another one of mine forward since you had that okay. one. Um, I'm actually going the other way. <laughs> um, social media collapse uh, is what I'm calling it, uh, where X... Zombif uh, the zombification of X, basically, um, X becomes sort of a, a a zombie platform in 24. And, you know, I'm, I'm not predicting its death. Um, okay. I am <laughs> predicting its zombification with a need of, you know, two taps to the head or whatever it's called in the zombie movies. Um, but in addition to that, I think we see a continuation of the pulling away of social the social part of social media uh so who wins in that situation tiktok and youtube uh become the big winners uh in in what was traditionally known as social media but are literally just creator distribution networks they're just creator content distribution networks uh facebook sees its continued decline on the social side but again uh, on this content consumption side. Yeah. So things like reels content consumption continues to be a big player, but the social part of social media moves to private messaging moves to more, even more tribal so sorts of, uh, platforms, you know, telegram, uh, WhatsApp, yeah. um, and, uh, all those kinds of things. And we see a real, shift a fundamental shift in the business marketing strategy of social media not as a social network a place to build community or uh, service customers or those kinds of things but rather a content consumption network where you can get distribution and attract people uh, I it would, just becomes media yes. in other words it just becomes media uh 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with part of what you're saying is is that that's exactly what's happened with channels like YouTube. And yeah, has been for a while and TikTok and has, so it, it's it's basically a strengthening of that position. But when a, a lot of people get up and say, "Okay, well, social media is not social anymore," that's a bunch of bull because they just moved. It's to your point: Telegram, Discord, WhatsApp, Snapchat. Snapchat right. is the having fun, another yeah. big resurgence, and that is basically a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations with with. Agreed. They're doing very very well, and that's where that went. It just has left those other platforms. So you have half of what we know as social media have become just media platforms. That's right. And the other half have become, that's where you're. It's, it's kind of like the disappearance of the, the, the real disappearance of commenting on blogs, right? Yeah. Where that's kind of not a thing anymore, right? This, you know, I, and I know it is on some, it, it on there, there are very few um, where there are real conversations, but for most bloggers, for most blog channels, commenting is not really much of a thing anymore. Um, and so that conversation with audiences, the social part of social media moves more to, I think, events for brands, right, where they can create their own social platforms, like, like you said, people getting together with customers and having conversations with them, et cetera, et cetera, um, digital and physical on private platforms. Um, as well as, yes. you know, that, that includes, by the way, everything from Slack to, uh, you know, to the, to discord, quarterly, yeah. Quarterly you know, zoom calls, quarterly zoom calls. Exactly. Circle, all those member, of yeah. There, I mean, there's a, I, I totally agree with you. There's a lot of wonderful communities that are happening. That's right. Where, where you can have those conversations. Just and that's not what I mean. That's anymore. what I mean. Yeah. Right. I don't mean that it, social media goes away. Yeah. It just fundamentally shifts into much more of a messaging plat type of platform like a Slack, a Discord, a WhatsApp, et cetera. Yeah. And then what we traditionally know as social media, the Facebooks, Instagrams, uh, YouTubes, Twitter, X, um, LinkedIn to a certain extent, become content consumption networks built for creators. Yeah, I think you're, you're yeah, you're really going out on a limb with that prediction. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, of course you're right. It's yeah. already happened. That's already. It, it, I happened. would say it's happening, right? And I don't see. I mean, and I think what's driving it in many ways is the the rise of TikTok. Certainly, is 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 driving a lot of this. But I think just as important on the business side, on the B two B side, is the is the disappearance of Twitter. Is the is is yeah. is the collapse of Twitter? And I will. Yeah. Yeah. I, and yes. I, I, and I, and LinkedIn, by the way, which is seeing short term gains in this space because of the collapse of Twitter, because so many B2B conversations now have just full stop moved to LinkedIn. It's actually making LinkedIn slowly, at least my, what I'm noticing is it's making LinkedIn a little less like pleasant. Well, the first of all, my 23 experience with LinkedIn has been very positive for having actual, Same here. Convers actual Same conversations here. with people. The icky part of it has happened in the last quarter where you've got the, whether it's bots or AI these, spam, these can, AI these spam. can spam come where you you see it, right? You, you, we're both seeing it in our comments and they, it's, it's, they, they read like, Somebody said, you know, give me, give me the five we, responses in chat GPT and they throw it in there on. on that's right. Yeah. Our, uh, when we, and so our, our show next week is going to be another special episode and we're going to talk about, well, we'll keep it a secret for now. Um, but we actually put out the, the, the question to our respective networks on LinkedIn 
and said, hey, what do you want us to talk about? Basically throw up a couple of ideas. And it was fascinating. The first, I don't know, 10 responses I got on mine, you got real responses right away. You got real responses because your followers love you and you make special predictions about print magazines and stuff. So <laughs> there's all of that. <laughs> but the first 10 responses to mine were these weird, cringy AI sort of responses to the point where somebody, one of my connections on LinkedIn went, what I want you to talk about is why the first 10 responses to your post were yeah. cringy AI comments. It's like, yes. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. Why is that? They're, I don't getting know. targeted. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it might be, I, and I, and I, and I honestly mean this, I'm pretty, I'm pretty open to connecting. Like, you know, if you're, if you're in marketing and you ask to connect and you've got a, a realistic sort of, uh, opening, right. You know, Hey, you know, see your work on CMI you're or whatever. And on I'm an open networker. Right. And I don't know that you are, I think you sort I, of I, no, you I, take I, a bit more much, strict. Well, I have, I don't really go into my connections anymore and accept anybody. Like you have to get my attention and say, Hey Joe, we had this talk the other day. I tried to connect with you on LinkedIn and you ignored it. I'm like, I'm not ignoring it. I just don't go in there anymore. I'm sorry. That's right. Okay. Well, so there I you go. Go in and accept it. There so, you go. Yeah. There you go. So. All right. Let's fascinating. Um, fascinating. Yes. Good stuff. Good predictions yeah. so far. We're off to a strong start, I think. And well, now <laughs> let's uh, let's pay a couple of our year end bills here, shall we? Hey, did you know that HubSpot just launched an AI chatbot that helps you build awesome campaigns at scale with just a few prompts? Yeah, it's called Campaign Assistant, and it's a totally free-to-use AI tool that will transform the way you build marketing campaigns at scale. And the best part? Well, the best part is it works seamlessly with all of HubSpot's marketing and sales tools to scale your output across email, social, and more. So AI your way to the most effective campaigns yet at HubSpot.com slash campaign assistant can i tell you about a great podcast it's called inclusion and in marketing and it's hosted by sonia thompson and brought to you by the hubspot podcast network the audio destination for business professionals inclusion and in marketing digs into important topics like belonging customer experience diversity and how you can practice inclusive marketing authentically one of the more awesome recent episodes featured a cool exploration into the meaning of belonging, all related to Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour. Yeah, it was really interesting. So go find it and follow it. You'll find the Inclusion and in Marketing Podcast wherever you follow your favorite pods. I feel like I'm walking among the flowers. You are. It's a spa I'm day. Just it's a it's, spa day here. That is it. That's that's it. Is that song called Spa Day? No, it is not. It or is, is not. it Shade? <laughs> You're a smooth operator. Mm-hmm. Smooth, smooth operator. Oh, one of the one of the top 100 songs of all time. Oh, it's a great song. It is a, a great song. song. Very romantic song. Well, I I feel I yeah. feel uh, I feel we've done a good job with the yes. with the first two. Okay. Uh, should we continue on with our? We shall. We shall. Other prediction. Would you like me to continue? I would like you I, to continue because you. okay. Yes. Because, you seem anxious because so. I I am I am I like to go first. I okay. Do. I have to be honest with you. So the next one's a two parter. <laughs> so hang on for this one, All folks. Right. So this is an easy one. 
sort of. As the newsletters will continue their hot stream, led by creator referral networks. <laughs> you're really uh, going out on a limb here. I'm going out on a limb, but yeah. I think these referral networks are really amazing. Whether you're looking at ConvertKit or Beehive or Substack, yeah. the power of the the newsletter network is something that we're we've started to see for the past couple of years. It's really starting to bear fruit, fruit with a lot of the newsletter creators. At the same time, I don't know about you, but I've heard from a lot of podcasters that are like, wah, wah. They're like really uh, disappointed with their podcast downloads, even though they've been doing it for a, a year or two, haven't seen the types of results they want to. You're going to see more and more of those podcast creators, I think, move into newsletters, which is already, I mean, it's, it's very busy on the newsletter side. I think it's going to get even busier in 24, and you're going to see a lot of, our favorite podcasts that uh, were just sort of ticking along that you thought were going to always be there, go to the way of the dodo. So I think that's what's going to happen in 24. What say you, Mr. Rose? I think, uh, I, I think that's, I mean, so to the first part, kind of like my prediction about social yeah. media, I think, yeah, duh. Right. I think, yeah, that's good. You're, 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 you're all good there. That's because uh, it's already email. Happening. Yeah. Email. We've been talking about email for a long Continues time. Newsletters. To, yeah. It's yeah. Gone. yeah, email right. continues to Check become a strong channel for for uh, building audience and for uh, and truly and the network. I, I I totally agree on the network thing. By the way, the the sort of that's the that seems to be the the way to get prom, like some sort of organic promotion and not unlike the way organic promotion worked in social media in the well, very you know early just days. just to, just to follow up on that so people. Don't think we give them something that's very yeah. uh, valuable on this show. <laughs> uh, if I was doing this 10 years ago, I would have focused on trying to get newsletter signups by making sure I was the top one, two, three ranked uh, in, in a particular keyword, have them go into that copy, have the call to action, be the newsletter. And that model worked really, really well for Content Marketing Institute for a long time. Yeah. Today, I would say, because I don't know the future of search, and where that's going to go, I would say you're seeing more focus on these newsletter referral networks. That, the social proof. The way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets to that. The storyteller is in some ways more important than the stories these days. I think it really is a trend that we're going to start to see uh, or, or continue to see where th if I recommend you, it's different than if it comes recommended via a keyword search or something like that. Right. Yeah. Because people are just now they're hip to the fact that. Search engine results right now are broken. There's just they're fundamentally they're you know they're either perceived as gamed by SEO or they're seen as paid because uh, sometimes your search page is basically 100% all paid links. Um, and AI is not helping that because AI isn't developing uh, right now a deep level of trust. And so it's it will be interesting to see what kind of this uh, this again will this will nicely feed into my next. Um, it's a little different, but it's but it does feed into this idea that the the level of AI right now is the the, the concern that people have, rightly so, by the way, is that what we're starting to see is what we were once marveling at in terms of AI's creation of content. We're now starting to go. I can recognize that. I can, you know, it's. I you can start to really see holes in the boat. You know what I mean? But you don't you think it. that's temporary? It, maybe. maybe. I think that we're in that buffer maybe. period where it's still AI, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah. It hasn't quite gone, but it can and it will. 
and we haven't even seen the greatest version. It'll get better. It, there's it, no it doubt will, it'll absolutely. get there, there's no doubt it'll get better. But it, the question I think I have is, is that, you know, I mean, there are tons. I mean, not that we're going to jump. Well, I'll talk a little bit about AI here in a minute. But but I think the uh, yeah, it's funny because I'm about to say something that's going to sort of go against my prediction here. But but I think with AI in general, the trend that I see is that it's still going to be it, under the current uh, way that it works with LLMs and pulling patterns together and really being more of a, a pattern recognition of words rather than truly creation of new and inspiring ideas is that it's always going to be derivative, right? It's always, and I've been, I've been like going deep into using generative AI for everything from like writing fiction to, uh, playing around with it, writing coursework and writing, you know, and I'm finding it's just got weaknesses. It's just got real weaknesses when it comes to now there's a, I don't want to go on too long about this, but basically the biggest challenge I see is kind of what I've been calling the Dunning Kruger effect of AI content. If you're having it write something that you know something about you, it's much easier to see how derivative and, and unoriginal it is. But if you're writing something about which you know nothing about, then it's really hard because you don't know whether it's good or not. And so recognizing that it's got all the right adjectives and all the right nouns in the right order looks impressive. Yeah. But you can't recognize how derivative it actually is of the original thought that, it, that it's actually pulling. That's probably, right. That's probably correct. You don't I know. agree with that. Right. Yeah. So, so I think there's a really interesting tension there when we start talking about, and, and this is, I think is sort of a subconscious fear that many writers and marketers have right now, which is if I have it right about my industry, I might be able, if I know a lot about my industry, I can see that it's kind of derivative and I'm not going to really save that much time. But if I don't, if I'm having it, of having freelancers do it or whatever, and they don't know my business, well, then they're just going to be writing sort of, you know, quasi decent listicle types of, of posts. Yeah. So anyway, so I think the, a long way to say, I think you're exactly right with the, with the newsletter thing, the podcast thing, you know, to me is temporary. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it was always going to be this way, right? It was always going to be really, really noisy. And then a, a consolidation, if you will, or, a, or a weeding out of those that, you know, basically either don't want to hang, can't hang, or, or just basically say, Hey, I've just, it's not as important to me yeah. as I thought. Well, now I've talked with a lot of uh, podcast creators and listeners over the past year about this. And what I seem to be finding is it's very tough to break into somebody's regular play time right. for really po hard. their podcast. Like if you make it and you're their, you're their must listen to, like must see TV every week, you've really done something amazing. It's That's hard right. with so much out there. It's very hard to break in. Like for me, for example, I mean, you and I, you know, whether I'm listening to Prof G or The Pivot or I listen to a couple blockchain podcasts and things like that, it it's it's very I I have certain activity. I go running and I listen to those and I do the same thing every week. It's very tough for me to to put a new one into that slot. It's got to be amazing. Yeah, to break through exactly. that. And I think a it's lot like, of people are doing this. It's like the old it's like the old um, um, challenge of apps on your phone, right? If you're not on the first page of somebody's phone, you're not getting used that often. Yeah, you know. 
that's well, and I think the other thing is, is that Jay Kunzo talks about this all the time. What is the story plan you have for your podcast? That's right. Like, are you just doing a Q&A like everyone else does a Q&A? Or do you have a thing? Like, do you have, you cover this in the beginning, you cover this in the middle, you cover this at the end. Like, we were very deliberate. It, funny, this episode is not. But we have a show. We have things that we well, do we have in different our formats every, every week. Yeah. Yeah. We formats. have different formats. So people yes. know what to expect and they know you know, uh, in many ways. And we, and, and, and I think it also is a sense that you can stratify podcast audiences pretty easily into those that listen every week. It's appointment listening, right? To your point, right? It's appointment listening. Then there are those who like, and they catch every third or fourth show just to see if, you know, when they're bored, they go, oh, right, there's a couple that I haven't listened to. And then there's the one about that that will catch every, you know, once a month or once every quarter, they'll catch a show um, if there's something, they see something that intrigues them. And then there's sort of the casual first listen sort of, eh, wasn't for me kind of thing, right? And so what you're trying to do is obviously pull that top layer down into being a bottom foundational level lever, and so it it becomes uh it becomes a, you know your core your core audience. So it's a as Akunzo yeah. also says it's a relationship accelerator, not a relationship builder, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Right. Okay, um, I am going to talk about AI. So this 24 is I think and and I think early by the way in 24, uh, you know, late winter spring, we really start to see generative AI get earn its keep in marketing as a process, um, but. I don't think, and this is continuation of what I just said, I don't think we see it as a content creation accelerator. I don't think we see generative AI become a big way that companies are leveraging uh, leveraging things like thought leadership or blogging or uh, creating inspirational content or web copy or those kinds of things. Um, I think there are two areas where I see it really starting to grow and become a part one, which isn't really marketing focused, is in the, uh, well, let's call it the enablement um, level, the customer enable, like how-tos, manuals, uh, customer service, uh, access to knowledge information around products and services, and how do I do something, basically. That's where I see a lot of progress getting made. And then the second is in the conversational, what I'm calling conversational advertising, which is using it in a paid media perspective to create conversations, real-time conversations with customers rather than boom at you content. In other words, little bots, little interactive applications that are displayed and distributed via paid media, but then act as conversations with customers to say, hey, I'm paying for it to get in front of you as like a chat bot. But my real goal here is to sort of have an interactive, like almost like a virtual salesperson, if you will. Um, and we'll start yeah. to see the much more in the behind the scenes marketing, things like translation, localization, uh, internal knowledge building, research, persona, those kinds of things where generative AI will put its real muscle to work in, in terms of marketing. Interesting. Yeah, I've been, I, I've been watching some of these ads that kind of go right into the chat bot. Yeah, it seems to it's a really interesting model. I want I mean, I, have you played around with some of that stuff? Is it I have you, seen it. I have I've played around a little bit with it um, and and looked at some of it. But it's yeah, it's 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 good. Right. I mean, it's 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 good and getting better um, because th- the thing is the chat part of chat GPT or the chat part of the generative AI model is in some ways 
much superior to all those things that I was talking about earlier in terms of the derivative nature of, of the content that it's creating because you're not, the use case is different, right? You're not looking for new and inspired when you're having a chat with a company in a, in a sales or a, or a marketing type of, uh, experience. What you're looking for is that, you know, I'm looking for direction. I'm looking for how to's I'm looking for what should I do next? You're looking to have a conversation, which is chat is much better suited for at the moment. Interesting. Yeah. And the fact that it can, it has a, it has a memory, the building, those things have a memory exactly. and they're built off a particular LLM or data set. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It, I, that's an interesting prediction. I, I guess uh, you're seeing that happen. I haven't thought about it, but I can absolutely see that go crazy in 24. Yeah. Um, let me, I have a, I have a number four, Fourth prediction, which I don't even know if it's a prediction, but I'll save it for the end, depending on where you want to go. I'm going to go to the fifth one because okay. it's AI related. Okay. Yeah. So I want to get your take on this one. All right. Uh, so I'm going to say more AI driven news networks continue to launch. Uh, sadly, couple, yes. Yeah. We've sadly, seen a couple yes. of these, right? That are just AI only, but that's not, that's not my specific prediction. I think that's a no brainer. That's going to happen. Here's yeah. my thing. And I, we, we won't know, we won't know next year because this is a way far out prediction, but this is where my head's going. I wanted you to check and see if this makes sense. You're going to see some AI run for president of the United States in 2028. And I love the I love the outrageousness of that for sure. And it's yeah. and it's going to come first. Some of us are going to think that that's just ludicrous, and other people are going to say, "Yeah, this is this is all, that's my that's my <laughs> that's my jam," and it's going to catch on. I mean, how, about, how about you just mold, how about you just alter that and you say uh, for office not necessarily for president but for office I somewhere. that's fine I think yeah. it's going to be for I think because I, I think that, I'm that? yeah if you want to say for office that that could that could be sooner yeah so that that might be something I mean we know already know who's running for for president in 24 the people are known that's right we we don't know who the final two will be but we know the group um yeah, it's it, it's it's we really know, we know who the final two are going to be. We we it's pretty it's we, pretty sad. Like pretty I said, sad. we don't know who the final two are going to be. Well, that gets to one of my uh, predictions, <laughs> but yeah, we we yeah, we gets to one of my. No, predictions, the question but. is: here's the question of the AI that runs for president in 28. Is it Republican? Oh, 28. Democrat? You're saying? Oh, sorry, I'm saying I didn't, 28. I didn't catch I'm, that. I didn't. Yeah, catch I'm saying that. 28. Well, you're making saying, a four year prediction then. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. As, but but that's why if we downplay it to office, I could yeah. see somebody run for an AI run for office. In of course, it's not going to be a thing yet because it can't be possible. But I could see somebody building a campaign with an AI leading the way. I, I think I think you're 100 percent right, and I think we're going to see this year, this coming year. This is not a prediction of mine. I'm just sort of ratcheting up on okay. yours. I think you're going to see something akin to Orson Welles's uh, War of the Worlds uh, with AI. And what I mean by that is somebody is going to either create a band or an actor or a musician or, uh, or, or a politician or something that is completely fake, um, driven by AI, that uh, fools everybody, that fool, fools everybody in terms of what it actually is and what it actually does. My my prediction would specifically there would be music, 
where it's the music is AI generated, the personality, the videos, the photos are all AI generated, but it's not a real person or anything. And, and I, you know, it's interesting. And I actually think that's a no brainer. I think that yeah. absolutely is going to happen. And I think what, what we believe as human beings, we think that we care. And there's a whole group of people that don't care. They don't care yeah, if it's, if right. it's human or not, if it's, if it's good, they're not going to, they're not going to all of a sudden find out like, I think whenever this, let's say somebody runs for office yeah. in the case that we were talking about, uh, there's a lot of people that are going to like the fact or not care the, that, that it's not a real thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the AI. That's, that's it. As long as he wants to ban immigration, I'm all for it. Yeah. I think, <laughs> the, I think it's Ronnie. I think yeah. it's Ronnie. Ronnie? It's, I think it's going to look like Ron, Ronald Reagan Jr. Okay. I think that's... <laughs> That's yeah. what pe- people want to vote we, for. We or Scarlett Johansson. We definitely don't want to go too far down this road. We did, we're <laughs> we're going to get into trouble. Robert, that, we yeah. shouldn't even be doing this podcast. No, we So really how far yeah. do you want to go? I don't want to go that far, to this be honest. Is, yeah. Okay. So that was my fourth. Do okay. you want to end up with one or do you want to go two? What do you want uh, to do? Let's go, let's go one more. Um, okay. I have one more uh, that I'll combine my, my, my last two. Okay. Um, which is, uh, I believe, uh, local local news and journalism make a big comeback in twenty four. Um, I think local news finally gets finally figures out a business model that works, whether that's benefactor, whether that's sponsorship and content marketing, like we've been talking about for the last few episodes. I think local news and local journalism especially on the investigative, like truly good journalism. I think it makes a big comeback in 24. Um, and I'm predicting a good economy for 2024, a good, a good uh, productive economy for this year. Yeah. We never saw that uh, recession. Yeah. We ever, and I don't think we will either. I, the, the doomsayers are already predicting the first half of 24 is going to be a recession. And I'm like, I, I just don't see Oh it. no, no, I don't see any, I don't, I, I'm not seeing the recession talk anymore. No. I'm seeing, I'm seeing clear sailing. Like you're saying the the problem that, that I'm, we've been talking about forever, maybe not on this show, but the fact that you've got a trillion dollars in, in credit yeah. card in the United That's States. Right. And, and, and of course we've got the deficit as well. And we never seem to care about the, the, and the debt. Um, at some point you think that that would catch up with the people and the government, but it just doesn't, doesn't seem to at some yeah. point we've got to be, we've got to pay that back. We're putting, and, and you know, it's getting worse because, and you're seeing it with holiday shopping. It's like pay for this in 72 installments. <laughs> right, you can right. pay, you can pay $2 a month and they just right. put, well, just that's the, that's, yeah, that's there. your high interest rates are that work for you right there. Right. It's, it's, a, it's, uh, it's kind of. Yeah. Kind of not so, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you on the the economy. What was the the second part of that? Was the, the local news and journalism make the a local big news and journalism? That's oh, my so, more specific one. Yeah. So you think that local news is going to figure out a new business model? I do, I do. I think it's going to figure out a right size business model, and I think you're going to see. I I hope this is a hope, not necessarily a prediction. I hope what we start to see is that sort of leaning in on brand and purpose driven. Yeah. Uh, messaging and marketing begin to find its way into local journalism and local publications. Um, starting to see some really, really, really small signs of that. Like I know some really small local publications here in LA where they're 
they're they're tip they are local newspapers local you know basically digital and physical newspapers and they're finding you know like one is called the good news i think and it's only good news in the local you know it's not like burglaries and car sure. crashes and murders and stuff it's all it's like john like, Krasin- krasinski's yeah it's exactly it stuff. it's like new businesses opening new restaurants opening new things happening and it's all good news and they're finding uh but it's all but it is it's not like a paid for thing it's not like a you know like a rob not paid to play know, yeah rob report or something like that yeah it's all um the kind of thing where it's it's local journalists doing good um and i think you're going to start to see some of that come back even for harder hitting news and and things for for local newspapers and local publications yeah well we, yeah we talked about it what was it, a couple episodes ago about the benefactor model and yeah that's and exactly music, right the naming, that's what I think. the naming yep. rights yeah the naming rights i keep brand I all brand marketing yeah and I'm, I keep, I continue to think that in a lot of local, I, I do agree with you. I don't know if it's going to be next year. I think at some point they're going to figure out the model, but I like the foundation model where if you, let's oh, say you have a yeah, local area, sure. if I'm, let's say Cleveland, Ohio, there's a lot, there's a lot of wealthy people on the East and West side of town that care a lot about the news. Now, what if that group of people built a foundation that could then support a news organization? That's not a a difficult thing to imagine or to do. Sure. It just has or like a B organized. corporation, like a B, yeah, it just B, has B type done. corporation. Yeah. Yeah. And just say, okay, we're going to get together. You care about the news. Okay. We're going to take our millions of dollars, put them together. We've got a lot of money and we are going to subsidize this news network. And then we're going to, on top of that, we can build a benefactor model. Yeah. If you really cared about it and you wanted to do it, it could be done. Well, that's, that's such a great point. That's such a great point because, you know, it's, for example, I had a, I had the wonderful, uh, experience of getting to talk to uh, a local library uh, group out of New York. Um, and I was listening to them talk about marketing libraries and how that that whole business is obviously shifting sure. um, fundamentally to what local libraries are good for, like, you know, community resource, basically not just a place where you go borrow books. Um, and that whole idea of a foundation marketing as a community resource, pulling in corporate dollars, pulling in sponsorships, it seems to me to be such a no brainer that I just can't, you know, private and public partnerships that are working really well together to provide trustworthy, uh, good content, uh, that, you know, I I just, I think it can work. I think it really can work. Well, I, uh, I'm curious to see how we're going to end up with these predictions. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, we, we generally are average at best. So I'm, I'm going to predict that I'm going to get one right and and three wrong. That's that's what I'm going to predict. I'm going to guess that I get <laughs> most of mine partially right. Yeah. <laughs> way, way to hedge. Yeah. Way to hedge. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. That was yeah, fun. that was totally fun. Well, uh, well, look, everybody, we've got a wonderful. Uh, I hope you have a first of all a great Christmas holiday. This is going to come out on the 22nd so uh you'll enjoy hopefully a long weekend plus some a nice break but we will be back again next week with another special episode where we're going to talk about uh, some really fun things that you told us you wanted to talk about and not the cringy ai stuff but the stuff that you wanted us to talk about we got some amazing responses from all of you so we're going to pick a few of those and really dig deep uh into let's put it i'll spoil it this way a little bit by teasing and saying we're going to do like maybe a true confessional type of thing so 
Have a wonderful Christmas. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it is your story to tell. Tell it well. We'll see you next week on This Old Marketing.